I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. I'm here with Sally Krawcheck, who's kind of like the Daenerys Targaryen of business. <laughs> Sally spent most of her career on Wall Street, and now she is the CEO and founder of Elevest. The first thing we're going to tackle is something that is near and dear to your heart, because recently I read a study that women only require half the money that men require to start a business. We're talking $10,000 whereas men need $20,000. <laughs> you just did this, yeah. and you want to help women do this. So why do you think this is? If you look at companies started by men and women, women are, women's businesses are more efficient than men's are. Women businesses tend to outperform men's businesses. First-round capital has said businesses with women in the leadership team do something like have 63% better returns than men only. Um, men, I think, are more likely, I've seen, to uh, wipe out or have a home run. Oh, and wow. women are more likely to have singles and doubles. And so they do it efficiently with that money. It probably has to do with our risk awareness, which is well documented. Right. And one thing that the study said was that also the men who are starting the businesses tend to be younger than women who start their businesses. Oh, interesting. Which, to me, if... I, I don't know very many 22 to 28-year-old men who I think should be running their own businesses. Okay. I don't know very many 22 to 28-year-old men who I think should be running their own bank accounts. <laughs> um, in terms of, of starting a business, what was your greatest challenge? And did you feel that any of it was gendered? I, you know, I didn't say I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to. I said I recognized there was a gender investing gap amongst other gender money gaps and that no one was solving it. It was really driven by the recognition that the retirement savings crisis in this country, I mean, to go very macro here, is mostly a woman's crisis. So you said that you decided that women were the true victims of the retirement crisis in this country. Can you expound on that a little yeah. bit more? This is actually a gender crisis. It's a woman's crisis, which is always weird and awkward to say because, oh, it's a, you know... Guys suffer too. We have this tension of wanting to feel like men and women are the same. Equal, right, exactly the same. But it was fascinating. So, so why is that? It's, it's we live longer. We live, depending on the piece of research, five years, six years, eight years longer. Go through any nursing home in this country. It's 80 to 85% women. And when we retire, we have less money. And I think women just don't know very much about investing. No doubt about it. So it's we don't earn as much. Now, again, this is when the, the, the Twitter trolls go crazy if we talk about the gender pay gap. But no two Twitter trolls closing the gender pay gap grows the economy. It's good for everybody. It's not bad for anybody. Oh, my God. And then we take more career breaks and we invest less. So the combination of those three things is I began to dig into this. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we think of it as a woman's crisis, all the solutions become positive that I can think of. Closing the gender pay gap, as I began to do research, there's research that says if we were to close the gender pay gap, we would close the retirement savings gap by a third. Why? Because we're investing more into 401ks, investing more into Social Security, contributing to Social Security, compounding over time. So I haven't done the numbers on the gender investing gap, but as we, I think as we've talked about, it can cost women more than the gender pay gap. So all of a sudden, you're making huge strides in solving this problem while in getting more money in the economy, more spending money, more investments, more capital into the markets. Yeah. It's all good. 
to go feminist on you, until women are financially equal with men, we are not equal with men. Guys die before we do. Half of marriages, 45% of marriages, whatever the number is, end in divorce. Again, 90% of women manage their money on their own at some point in our lives. And the fact that we outsource this to our spouse, we give that power away and we, we lose so much through it. Okay, so you talked about the difference in a woman's life cycle and how money is important to her at different times in her life. Why do they need a separate kind of investing? Absolutely. Tell those damn women to work harder. I am so sick of this. And if they didn't have their periods all the time, they would be really... That will get in the way of investing every time. And they're too risk averse to invest because they have a uterus. Exactly. Obviously. So this is the issue. That this is what the industry does. There, if you recognize there's a gender investing gap, and there is, and you recognize that for years and years the industry has essentially told women to work harder, I said to myself and my team when this aha moment, what if we changed what we're doing to speak to the women in their own language? And by speak, I don't mean like, oh, look at us, we're investing. But instead, hundreds of hours of research with women, talking to them about what keeps them from investing, what works them, what, what they will not invest through jargon. They do not know how to answer the question, what's your risk tolerance? And as we talk to women, what became clear is they think about money not as a means to more money, but money as a means to accomplish their goals. So what if we actually change the conversation from large cap value mutual fund versus large cap growth ETF to what do you want to achieve? A man, you know, like you said, isn't going to take as much time off of work. No. They're never going to no. get pregnant. They're never going to have that gap in their income. And another thing that you mentioned that I think is really interesting was when you said women are too emotional, they can't trade, they're not good investors. A lot of the research that I've read is that this anti-emotional, you have to be tough, no emotion trading is actually kind of a disaster because to actually trade well, you have to understand your biases and be in touch with your emotions. There's so You've probably written them. There are all kinds of articles. The top five investing mistakes. The top ten investing mistakes. They should all change. And they're all about overconfidence and overtrading and holding on to your winners too long. But uh, well, all those titles need to be changed because those are the top five and ten investing mistakes men make. And it's all around, listen to this, their emotions. Uh, and there's research that shows that risk-taking is correlated with levels of testosterone. And so for all that we've been the emotional ones, uh, the mistakes women make are, first of all, we tend not to invest enough. But when we invest, we take a longer-term perspective than the guys do. We don't trade nearly as much as the guys do. And we tend to, dare I say it, outperform the guys Because, in part, that less trading and lower fees. Less trading, lower fees, better returns. Why aren't there more female managers? What was it? Paul Tudor Jones said that as soon as women have a baby and and what put the baby to their breast, that they can't think about anything else. So that's a problem. That's so cute. That is such a problem. I know. We are... Just, I know. We're smiling they, they here suck, in the room. Because they suck the brain out, out with of, the milk. Yeah. Obviously. What I think we've just indicated is that there may be some gender biases that might put possibly still exist in the industry um, that might keep women from being promoted as quickly. And the fact, frankly, that there, when there aren't many of a certain type of person in an industry, then it's hard to get in. 
Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 